0: It's, it's almost like a muscle. So creativity and then even off-camera flash and stuff, it's just kind of like the more you use it, the more you understand what to do, how to do, and you can do it a lot faster. Um, like you were saying, like the more you try and be creative, the more natural it comes.
1: Y'all. We are talking all about creativity today on the show. And my guest, Jason Vinson, is fantastic in this area. He is a wedding photographer based out of northwest Arkansas. Um, his use of natural and created light is amazing. Um, and also, since we recorded this episode, he was awarded in the top 25 wedding photographers in the world by Fearless Photographers. So, great job, Jason. Uh, But seriously, if you don't know Jason's work, just take a second, click on uh, one of the links in the show notes, go check out his website, check out his Instagram. It is some really inspiring stuff. Um, Today, he's going to share with with us some tips on how to be creative in our use of light. And he also has a few uh, tricks on using off-camera flash, too. So let's get into it
0: all right i'm barging into the cool. room
1: yeah yeah i have to like lock my doors and like put stuff in front of it because now like my son is six so he can figure out how to unlock the door because i have like a little key out there yeah oh spe- oh okay <laughs> i was like I just yeah, talked up. about oh, no, that was that was my wife bringing me a little bit of smoothie <laughs> thanks like, wife oh, yeah hi jason hi jason says hey <laughs> Ooh, that was good smoothie. Thank you. I just got it all over my nose. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I uh I am with you on the the kids. How old how old are your kids?
0: Um so Zayden is 3 now. Um he just turned 3 in November. Uh, but he's like this the office here, the office that I have right here, the door doesn't lock. And so like you uh, can just like Barge right in. <laughs> <Just> barge in. <laughs> yeah. And the last like two weeks or so, he's just been on this kick where he just needs me. And so actually, yesterday I had to just be like, if you keep coming in here and don't let me work, I'm going to have to pack up and go to a coffee shop. And he did it again. <laughs> so I had to like pack up my bags and like leave the house.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. I've, uh, I've had that a lot, especially whenever like before I was in this room, uh, I, I just had like, my office space was just half of our bedroom Mm -hmm. and the kids would just come in and they'd be talking I'm like okay guys I gotta I have to concentrate like I have (laughs) some sort of I don't know what it's called but it's like uh, auditory something where I can't really focus on one thing Um, yeah like it's I'm terrible at restaurants just like trying to talk with people because I have all the clatter of things in the background and then music and I'm like oh like getting into the music and I'm like oh I'm sorry I have no yeah. idea what you were saying.
0: Your uh, mind instantly goes to the loudest thing in the room basically yeah, <laughs> or the newest yeah. sound.
1: Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah and the loudest and the newest tends to be my children.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Always forever. Yeah.
1: yeah welcome to the light and dark photography podcast. Uh, today we are talking about uh, creativity inspiration, um, all the things kind of pushing your photos forward. Um, we've got Jason Vincent here of, uh, Vinson images and, uh, Jason, welcome.
0: Nice to be here.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, totally. I, uh, one of the, one of the things, like whenever I see any of your photos, one thing I am going to say first, um, you have honed in on your style so well that anytime that I'm scrolling on Instagram and one of your images pops up, I immediately know that it's you. Um, so kudos. <laughs> I on love that. That, that is, Thank you. uh, it is, <laughs> it's taken me years to like start getting to where, uh, I feel like my style is pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, anytime that I see your images, I'm just like, that is like so creative. And I loved, uh, getting to, to talk with you and learn from you at, uh, the creative summit last year. Um, and did your, uh, little, uh, walkthrough styled shoot. Um, Oh yeah.
0: I forgot about that. That was a lot of fun.
1: It was, it was fun. Yeah. I saw you posted a photo of that, uh, recently where, uh, fair was holding your legs up. When yeah. 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 Getting, yeah. getting that uh, that one shot with the chandeliers and stuff. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so for for anyone um, who doesn't know you, um, where where are you based?
0: Uh, What do you primarily photograph? All the good stuff. Okay, Um, so based in Northwest Arkansas, most people know uh, Bentonville, Fayetteville. So Bentonville is where like Walmart headquarters is and then Fayetteville is where um, the university is and the Razorback football team and obviously all the other teams and stuff, but Razorback football is kind of like the big deal. been here for almost 10 years now, more than 10 years now, and primarily shoot weddings and like family documentary. And then a little bit of like senior shoots and product stuff and houses sprinkled throughout, but primarily weddings and documentary stuff.
1: Nice. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. I, um, my wife has been wanting us to take a trip to like the Fayetteville Area um, for years. She was like, "You will love it up there with like yeah. the trees and the mountains, and like the weather is nice, and you get cool weather up there, uh, which I'm jealous of being here in Central Texas. It is <laughs> uh, a high of 71 today, um, which is nice. It's it's pretty. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind that right now. Yeah, are y'all? Do y'all get a lot of snow?
0: Um, no, not normally, but this year okay. we actually have gotten we had one pretty good snowstorm come through where we were able to like go sledding and we had snow on the ground for multiple days and then nice. it melted and then we had a couple dustings but for the last like 3 or 4 years at least we probably haven't got any snow. Okay. Okay. But, yeah. but we have cold temperatures at least. Yes.
1: Yeah. And I I always feel like I was like I'm made for cooler climates um because i i run very warm i'm very warm temperatured uh and any any time that the the weather dips below like 60 i'm like okay this is this is good for me i feel comfortable (laughs) right now um but yeah she's been talking about Fayetteville for a long time i'm like yeah yeah you gotta come up
0: it's fun we've got beaver lake and mountain bike community and there's tons of stuff to do up here especially in the like spring summertime
1: nice okay well cool well um yeah we might have to plan that for this year we're wanting to do at least like one or two trips this year if you know uh travel is uh, a little bit safer than it has been and uh yeah i'd love to do that
0: where in Uh, texas are you at
1: um just outside of houston college station where, uh, okay. Texas A&M is, uh, so it wouldn't
0: be too, too long of a drive then.
1: No, no, not terrible. Um, we, we actually, we drove up, I think it was, uh, 17 hours to the Columbus, Ohio area a few years ago, or I say a few years ago, okay. that was, that was like 2008. Uh, so that was a, that was a good bit ago. That's 13 years now. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It's like, uh, a few plus um, ten. No. <laughs> a few, yeah. <laughs> but um, well, cool. So um, so one of the things that I really like about your photography is the the creative aspect of it, uh, and just how it's not it, it's not like all all the other photographers where it's just like you know uh you know penguin pose just like holding each other or you know, just like bright, sunny days. Um, You tend to lean more on the darker. You tend to use a lot of highlight or uh, expose for the ambient light, which I love. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I myself, am not not super great with off camera flash. Uh, So I've been been loving your Patreon and uh, learning more about that and testing out. Yeah. uh, testing all that because it does I feel like you can do so much whenever you're bringing the light uh, yeah it opens can, a lot of doors <laughs> yeah you can control what you want to do um, yep. as long as you know how to use it so um, so when you said you've been in in the uh, Arkansas area for a little bit over 10 years have you been did you start your business 10 years ago or how long have you been in the photography business?
0: Yeah. So we've been shooting weddings for just over 10 years. So we actually got um, our first camera for me and my wife's honeymoon. And then after we got back from our honeymoon, um, one of her friends asked us to take like their family photos. Cause they liked the photos that we took on our honeymoon. So we're like, Oh, that could be kind of fun. So we met in like a target parking lot and shot against this like brick Ivy wall and, It just kind of another person asked us and then finally someone asked us to shoot a wedding and we're like oh i don't know about that and so Uh, we decided to go ahead and take it and then it's just kind of been downhill from there but yeah so um, we can basically start how long we've been in business or shooting based on our um, wedding anniversary. So that makes yeah. it easy to keep track of.
1: Yeah, that is, that is super easy. Um, that's, that's pretty similar with, with my wife and I, cause like three months after our wedding, I was like, Hey, I have this idea. <laughs> I want to be a photographer. And uh, She was like, Oh, okay. Well, that's not, that wasn't the plan three months ago when we got married, but uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of similar. Like we're, we're going to be celebrating eight years uh, in like a few days, uh, later, later, uh, next week, we will be, uh, eight years. So then eight years in the business will be, uh, the spring in April, uh, congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so with the creativity, I know that you are, uh, you're pretty big into like looking for things that aren't normal, like kind of out of the ordinary to either, uh, to frame through or to uh, to incorporate into your photos. I don't know, I, I feel like you can, if you're not creative uh, in like bringing in extra things, mm-hmm. um, you can kind of get in a rut and get a little bit burnout. Um, I know that happened to me, and I don't know, probably like four years into the business where I was, I was trying to shoot for all the Pinterest things and all the blogs and they all looked the same. And I was like, okay, this is what I need to be doing. Um, and I, it totally burnt me out to where I was thinking about, you know, not shooting weddings anymore because it was all the same. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, do you find that, that, that creative spark kind of helps keep from burnout and
0: continue doing something new? Yeah. Um, and for the most part, it helps like shooting the same locations multiple times too, and trying to view, view places that you're in a lot in different ways. Um, and so that's kind of always the goal. We always have the the idea that we never want one of our couples to look at another one of our couples gallery and feel like they have the same images, even if they got married in the same venue and stuff like that, because, um everyone's story is different. Everybody interacts with people differently. And so as soon as we started really paying attention more to moments and then figuring out how to capture moments in a more creative way, then uh, it, it made it a lot easier to capture something different because the moments are always different. And so that kind of just helped the creativity be different as well.
1: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's um, I, I like that that it's it's not you know, a cookie cutter kind of deal because um, like there are a few venues that all all shoot at 10 times in a year mm-hmm. and it can start feeling the same of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take the wedding party over here to do photos in this area because that's what I did last time. And it's just easy. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. But and I mean, we do the same thing sometimes too, especially for like the big bridal party photos. Like, if there's a spot that works great and the light's great, mm-hmm. then we're gonna then we're gonna do it. But when it comes to things like moments and then um, portraits as well, like if we shot a portrait at a venue and it was something that we really loved, we're gonna make sure to try and do something different. Or if a couple requests a portrait that we've done before, this um, this actually helped. Happened with uh, the very first time that I did like a champagne spray portrait. Um, not yeah. too much longer. Another couple was like, Oh, we want that portrait. And I'm like, I'm not going to give you that portrait, but we'll give you like your own version of that. And it ended up being better in my opinion. Um, so just kind of trying to feed off of things that we've done in the past and do it even just a little bit different to give us something to give the client something different. And then it also makes you think a little bit more through and not fall back into old patterns. I'm um, just trying to always step it up or just even step to the right or to the left to make it just a little bit different.
1: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that was good. And I think I know the, those uh, champagne photos that you're talking about cause they are similar, but also different to where, uh, you know, the angles are different or you had like lighting coming from behind. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. I think to this day we've done three champagne photos and one was just kind of like the traditional, Spraying the champagne back and forth. And at that point, I had never seen someone do that before. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it had been done before. I'm not saying I invented it. Um, and then the next one, they wanted that. And so we had them spray one direction and we backlit it and did like this long exposure thing. And then someone else we ended up doing it where it's kind of a similar idea, but the champagne's like blending in with the stars. And so it kind of it looks completely different.
1: Yeah. That is that is really cool. Do um do these like, do the ideas come to you before or is this just kind of something like off the cuff? Hey, I see that the stars are out tonight. Let's do something where we can get the stars in this photo as well as the champagne and and that
0: kind of Yeah, so the, the champagne and the stars was definitely like off the cuff. We just happened to be in an area and I saw that the stars were out and I was like, oh, let's do something with the stars. And then that's kind of where, and they just so happened to have been like pouring champagne for the toast. And I was like, oh, that would be cool having the spray, like mix in with the stars and try and like have this kind of like the champagne is, is the stars kind of thing. I was like, so I kind of worked through the process of making that work, but yeah, most of the time, um, it's kind of like off the cuff stuff. I'm inspired by the light, um, something in the composition or something in the scene. Uh, other times I'll have like an idea in mind, um, But most of the time, it's kind of like inspired by what's around me. Okay, cool,
1: cool with that. I feel like uh, because I like I said before, I kind of got in a rut um, and then I started trying to be more creative uh, with photos. Mm -hmm. Um, And at first it was pretty difficult because I've been doing the same thing and the same poses for couples and the same lighting. Um, And then as I continued to go on and like kind of push myself and, uh, and learn new things, uh, try to be more creative with lighting and with, uh, with locations and, and things like that. It kind of got a little bit easier with, um, I don't know, like the, the creative juices just like would start on their own, Mm -hmm. um, without really having to plan too much ahead. Um, so I, I like that, uh, that, that it I don't know, it's, it's inspirational for me, like, uh, to, to get to a point where I can be like, okay, let's do this with like different lights and stuff. Cause mm-hmm. off-camera flash is still a little bit, uh, a little bit daunting, um, for me, uh, because I haven't incorporated it too much, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the, like the more that I use it, the more that... I feel more comfortable and I'm like, okay, I know that if I do this or set it on this angle, it's going to be a flattering light. It's not going to, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, something that that's not going to be too great. Um, so do you have to like train yourself or anything, or has that, it just kind of comes as you're going, kind of builds on itself?
0: Yeah. De- I mean, definitely a lot of work. It's, It's it's almost like a muscle so creativity and then even off camera flash and stuff it's just kind of like the more you use it, the more you understand. What to do, how to do, and you can do it a lot faster Um, like you were saying, like the more you try and be creative, the more natural it comes Um, and then same thing with lighting. Uh, The thing that helped me learn to use light. um, To the best of my ability or like to be able to see it a lot better is to just look for it in everyday life. Um, and I kind of talk about this when I, when I teach people off camera flash is when people learn how to use off camera flash, they don't necessarily know, like, where do I put the light? Cause it's, I mean, lights light, but you're like, I don't know. Do I put it in front behind? Everyone just puts it up like at a 45 degree angle. And that's all they do. Um, when they first start learning, but look for light in your everyday life and see what light is interesting and ask yourself how you would create that if it wasn't there. So like light shining through a window what would you do if the if that light wasn't shining through the window? How would you put a flash there in order to recreate it? <clears throat> so if it's hard light, then it doesn't need a modifier. Maybe it's sunset. And so maybe you throw a CTO gel and that's how you'd, you'd recreate that light coming through the window. Or if it's a lamp shining in a room and it's ca- causing these cool shadows or like you like the color um, shifting, how would you recreate that lamp light? Well, you could throw a flash in a corner and put a little softbox, or put a Mac, um, a Mac sphere on it or something like that. Um, so just always looking for interesting light in the scene and asking yourself, how would you recreate it? And then you kind of get this tool belt, tool belt, toolbox of ideas in your head. And so next time you're in a scene, next time you're in a scene and the light doesn't look very good, you can look for elements that had inspired real light situations that you had seen before. And you could throw flashes on them to kind of recreate that.
1: Nice. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's super helpful that way. Um, like you can, you can, uh, like getting that inspiration from real life, everyday life. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you did, um, back, uh, back at the beginning of, of COVID and quarantine and everything you did, uh, was it like 50 days of,
0: uh, Oh, the uh, 50 days of quarantine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like Uh, taking photos around your house and and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, that, that was also, uh, inspirational for me. Like I I was I had thought to do something similar where I was like, I want to document this time because this Mm -hmm. is something very different. Uh, And like our kids were five and two at that time. So Mm. uh, I was like, yeah, they're they're probably not going to remember much. Uh, And this would be cool to to have photos of this was life. Uh, whenever you were this old and uh, and yeah like looking for those lights and and, um, and how light was coming in what it was affecting and I like that idea of looking at uh, as nature is a, a huge inspiration for me and just the way uh, like textures in leaves and like the the veins going through mm-hmm. and, and the way that the light comes through and you uh, And, you know, like coming through trees and trails and all those things. Um, And I gain a lot of inspiration from that and the way that light falls and how shadows, uh, you know, soften or how hard they are and uh, and then try to bring that into photography. Uh, So I love that being able to kind of be mindful just throughout the day, you know, going to mm-hmm. the store or just taking a walk and looking at, like, oh, this is like the lights coming in over here, but then it's reflecting off this window and it's given like a cool like two tone effect or something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so I like that, you know, kind of being mindful of the whole uh, of light because uh, light is. Photography. Uh, photography is light. Um, it's always manipulating light, uh, controlling light. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I like that. We got a, we got a couple of questions. Um, in okay. here. I figure we can answer a couple of these. Um, so Jessica asked um, When you shoot at an indoor wedding and the lighting is so horrible, uh, how in the world do you even come close to getting what you want? Is it more about lenses or editing?
0: Um. So if the lighting is terrible for an indoor, mm-hmm. which I'm uh, thinking she's that, probably
1: like we have we have a lot of barns around here, mm-hmm. and a lot of like orangey yellow wood on the yeah. inside, uh, which just casts horrible, uh,
0: horrible yellow color on everyone. Uh, yeah. So I'll just, I'll use off-camera flash in that situation. And then the the benefit of doing off-camera flash is that you don't have to rely on the whole bounce flash technique because in a, in a barn like that, when you use bounce flash, you're bouncing that color back on the people and stuff. And that's not always flattering. But when you use off-camera flash, throw a grid on it, and then you can get direct nice light on someone. And then you can underexpose the barn and stuff like that. And so if the lighting's terrible, then I'll just make my own. Cool. Unless it's a yeah. ceremony. We don't use off-camera flash for ceremony. Um, not that we, not that we, not that you can't or that I don't think you should. Uh just something that we don't generally do. Um, so in that situation, we'll just make it work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way where I'm, I'm good with, with flash pretty much any other time of the day, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know I find it, it could be distracting and I don't want to. Take away from their their moment, like the time of their ceremony, by having a flash going off in the distance, uh, uh, you know,
0: or blinding them as they're up there. Uh, yeah, and I know some people that'll set up like video lights. Uh, I know Charmy, uh, Charmy does that uh, with some video lights, and she'll hide it inside of like the uh, when she does Indian ceremonies, she'll hide it like on the pillars and stuff like that. But for the most part, if the lighting's not there or if it's not if I can't set up like a video light type thing, that's not going to be super distracting or um, or something like that. And then I'll just shoot the natural light. But in general, most of our weddings are during the day and there's, there's good enough light for the ceremony at least cool. to just kind of work with. The hardest part is when it's super hard light, like they're getting married outside. We just ran into this in a St. Louis wedding not too long ago where the light was coming and it was casting like super hard light literally like from the waist down and then the Uh waist up. it was like this terrible dappled light um (laughs) and so in that situation it's just like trying to make it work and I ended up most of the images that came out really well I ended up shooting behind so then they had this really awesome backlight yeah um and so just kind of trying to find angles that work yeah
1: yeah and that kind of goes back to knowing light and what it does like what is what is because you can look at them where they're getting, you know, cut in half by this harsh light. Mm -hmm. Um, but knowing what light looks like from different angles, you can be like, okay, yeah, I'll go behind. This will be some really nice backlighting or I can, you know, set this back behind over this way. Um, and kind of like having that idea, which is also look at how light is falling in your everyday life Mm -hmm. and By doing that, by recognizing how the light is coming out of the kitchen and, you know, you got that hard shadow at first, but then it kind of like tapers off and you have that fallout and, and all that, like learning what light looks like at different angles. Uh, Super, super helpful. I know that was, that was not something I even knew to think about at first. Um, And as soon as I started learning about um you know backlighting, side lighting short lighting all that kind of stuff i was like oh this like you you can use light to your advantage um which i feel like is the difference between you know uh, a person with a camera and a photographer because mm-hmm. um, anyone can just like take a photo i mean we all have them on our phones now um but whenever you know what light does, how to mm-hmm. use it for what you're what you're wanting, uh, that that becomes really helpful.
0: Yeah, uh, and I feel like a trap that a lot of newer photographers fall into is um, not placing as much importance on light as they should. So I see this a lot with newer photographers that go to like go take pictures at a waterfall. And they're there at the wrong time of day and so they just they keep shooting because they want the waterfall in the background but if literally they just turned around the light would be significantly better Mm and so in general when we tackle a scene it's always light over location unless i can use my own light to make the location work yeah
1: yes yeah that and um when you when you know about light because i used to like go for the shadows i was like i'm just gonna set you all up in a shadow because i don't want to have to deal with what angle the light is coming in and Mm -hmm. if it's harsh and, you know, where to put the shadow from your nose and, and all that. Uh, But then after starting to learn about light and how to use it, I was like, Oh no, I am embracing the harsh light now. Mm -hmm. And like, we can do this. We can get super creative uh, with some harsh light and like the soft, like under the canopy of trees lighting is, it's just kind of, it's boring and safe and, uh, mm-hmm. and it, I mean, it,
0: it, it's pretty, and it it's part, it should be part oh, of sure. like the gallery in general, but you can do a lot mm-hmm. more and get a lot, a lot more creative using hard light just because you can do so much more with like the, how it falls off and your exposure and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, I love that. Um, okay. So Maddie asked um, how do you manage to take the time and communicate the time with the couples on your wedding day to create or troubleshoot um, through those creative shoots on wedding days, like where it's not. Uh, Cause I, I feel like it would be so much easier to do like the creative stuff um, on an engagement shoot or a couples mm-hmm. like adventure session or something. But on the wedding day where you have like 15 minutes, um, how do you kind of create that time and express that for the clients?
0: Um, So in in situations where we're really tight on timelines, I'm not going to get super creative with off-camera flash and stuff like that. Like if we have 15 to 20 minutes to knock out all of our couple's portraits, um, I might not even use off-camera flash. Um, We had that happen. Uh, We just, we did a wedding in um, Indianapolis towards the beginning of the year. Um, and I literally didn't use flash the entire day because the wedding was supposed to start at one and the bride was still getting her um, her makeup and uh, she didn't have any hair, but she was getting makeup done at two still. Oh, wow. So she was like, it was, we were an hour late and uh, she's still like, so we, we ended up being super late as far as being able to do portraits and stuff. And so like with the getting ready stuff, I didn't need flash because the light was fine there.
1: <clears throat> uh-huh.
0: But when it came to portraits, we just didn't have enough time to, play around with it so everything was natural light okay but yeah in general um if i need to like troubleshoot something then i'll um because me and chasney always shoot together i'll usually try and set up lights as she's doing her portraits so we'll kind of piggyback off of each other so as she's shooting i'm setting something up and then as i'm shooting she's setting something up or trying to get an idea for the next image. And so we'll kind of go back and forth. And so that gives me a little time to think and get my bearings and figure out what I want to do next while the couple's not just standing around doing nothing. Right.
1: Yeah. Cause that's always like something that I'm, uh, I used to be a lot more worried about now, not as much, but still it's like they're paying me to take photos. And even though finding inspiration and uh, you know, coming up with creative Anything is part of the process. I feel like I need to have my camera up taking photos the entire time at the wedding.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So I love that photographer does not make a good photographer.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and I love that you know that y'all can work off each other and. know be able to create something kind of put together a scene Mm -hmm. um, while the other one is taking photos and just kind of piggyback off of that that's uh super helpful
0: yeah and i mean even on engagement sessions um or like if i'm if i'm doing portraits for a few minutes while i'm just by myself like they're married or in a relationship or whatever like they enjoy each other's time so i'll just tell them that and be like enjoy some time with each other i'm gonna go figure some stuff out give me a couple minutes and then just hang out for you while I go wander off and find the next location or set up a light or whatever, like don't feel like it's going to be super awkward for them to be with each other. Cause that's kind of what they do.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the only reason why it feels awkward is because you feel awkward.
1: <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And if you can get out of your head uh, to where you're not making yourself feel awkward, then they're not going to feel awkward either.
0: Yeah. Plus, like, plus and, on a and wedding, they yeah. don't, they don't know the process. Right. Like for all they know, this is, this is normal unless they've been on a ton of photo shoots before. And if they have then they know that that's part of the process. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And that's even something that I try to tell my couples prior to the wedding day, prior to engagement shoots is I'm not going to be taking photos every single second. Like Mm -hmm. we're going to be walking around. I, I have an idea of a location, but I don't know every single photo like every single scene that I'm going to have, you know, during your engagement shoot, we're going to walk around and I'm going to see how the lights hitting different buildings. And, you know, I might see something that I've never seen in this location before and want to go do that. Um, by kind of like setting those expectations before that way, whenever I am like just walking around and it's been a couple minutes since we've taken a photo, they're not like, okay, so what do we do? Yeah. Uh, uh, I think I think that's that's super helpful. Plus, like on a wedding day, if you leave them alone, that's great because they have so little time of uh, just the two of them yeah. on a wedding day. They're always you know running from here, going here, getting ready, at separate places, and then the ceremony. Everyone's watching you. Reception. Everyone's there with you. Uh, so it's actually you know, a little bit nice for them to have a minute or two while you're figuring out your next move uh, yeah. for them to kind of enjoy the moment a little bit. Exactly. But, uh, so one thing that I've heard you talk about before, um, I think you mentioned this in uh, in your Patreon or, or maybe it was at the Creative Summit, um, was your inspirations and like how mm-hmm. you take inspiration from other photographers but not in a way that you're trying to replicate what they're doing Mm -hmm. Um, could you talk a a little bit about that Uh, because I I found that really fascinating
0: yeah so I mean and and when I was starting out it was literally like direct replicating like figure out what it is that you love Uh um, and figure out how to do it and then once you figure out how to do it what you'll do. So you'll take little bits and pieces from different photographers and figure out what you like about two man studios, what you like about fair, what you like about, um, India Earl, like broad ranges of photographers that have different styles and figure out what you like about each one and find a way to do that and then find a way to meld them together. And so that's the trick right there is to figure out how to put them together. And then you'll start putting your own little twists. And so if you add like 50% Fifty percent two man studios and 10% fair. And then 30% over here, like you start developing your own style. that's based off of replicating other people's work, but it's kind of a quick and dirty way to find your own style of, Oh, I like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And so you mix them together to make your own thing. Okay.
1: I like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, the, the, the photographers, the photos that really speak to you of, you know, cause I, I, follow a lot of photographers uh, and I I gain a lot of inspiration from a lot of people and um, and that helped me find my style was what are the ones that I'm drawn to why am I drawn to this photo is it the emotion of this moment is it the lighting is it you know the pose or the location because some of the photos Mm -hmm. that i'm drawn to is like oh yeah that's iceland of course like (laughs) it's a beautiful photo but (laughs) like how do i replicate this (laughs) yeah how do i replicate this in flat texas plains? Uh, but like because i had a list of like on instagram i would save photos to a folder of just like inspiration and i could look at the photos and then i would ask myself like what is it that i like about this mm-hmm. and then how could i replicate something similar in another photo whether it was uh, like lighting creative lighting anything like that or motion um mm-hmm. it was like uh like uh fair uh varisti he's really good at at motion um and like incorporating that into his photos and that's one of the things that i draw inspiration from him is uh you know dropping your shutter you don't have to shoot everything at one thousandth of a second yeah. it's like you can you can drop down to to one 30th and like really get like the hair blowing in the wind and, yeah. and it adds so much more to the photos uh so yeah, that that has helped me a lot with um, with finding my style. And I think you know, if you're listening to this, you you don't really have a style or don't know for sure. Like, look at the look at the photographers that you are constantly um, admiring and like in awe of, and like the photos that you really like, and then kind of whittle down. What is it like about this? And then how can I incorporate that into my own work um, without, uh, cause for sure, like the first year that I was in business, I literally printed, I would take photos From the internet, and then I would print them onto a piece of paper and I would have it in my pocket so that I could pull that out and look. And then I would be like, okay, so I want you to move this way and then put your (laughs) hand right here. And then, um, actually, no, turn with me here to where we have the light coming in this way. And I would try to replicate like to a T the photo. And of course, it didn't work because it was a completely different moment. It's a different couple, it's different photographer, different lighting, different location. Um, But, you know, if, if I had taken the time to look at that and been like, Oh, what I really like about this is the moment I love that she's laughing or, you know, whatever. And then uh, try and move that into there. It helps a ton. Uh, Yeah.
0: And you need to realize when you're trying to replicate things, like you just said, it, it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily going to work in any situation, but have an idea of things. And so next time you run into a situation where like, Oh, there's this really cool hard light coming through the window. It'll, it'll spark the idea of, Oh, I remember this one photo where they use this hard light coming through a window. I'm going to try and do something similar and then try and throw your own spin on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that about, you know, looking at the light, from photos and then like what you were saying earlier about you know looking at the light in everyday life and then kinda having that tool belt of okay, this is how harsh light works. So if I can do some backlighting with this, like it's gonna look like this. And having that in your mind of what the scene looks like how you can create with those lights with the ambient light with uh with natural light with your off-camera flash all those kind of things really uh i know i feel like having that that tool belt of everything you can, can just kind of layer on top of different things uh, and really
0: create your own yeah uh, and that i'm one of the biggest game changers as far as like seeing light for me <clears throat> was when I went uh, to mirrorless. Yeah. So walking around with a mirrorless camera, because what you see is what you get. And so being able to point the camera at a scene and just dial the exposure up and down and just seeing what happens. And so that that's one of the best ways for me to train was for me to train my eye to see light and understand what happens if I expose it a certain way. So you can walk into a room and it just kind of looks like a normal everyday room. But if you look at it through a camera and dial your exposure up and down and see what the camera sees, um, you can kind of get a better idea of how you can expose certain lighting elements within a room and then pair that with off-camera flash. Then you can get some really cool elements of the natural light. And then you can do a pop of flash to make your couple stand out within that scene as well. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's what what stands out about your style of photography as well as you do a really great job of of bringing in that ambient light and uh and the lights that are already there and exposing for that and then bringing in your own to light up the couple uh, mm-hmm. where uh it it doesn't take away from the wedding it doesn't take away from the moment like you have that that ambient light of this you know whatever pink chandelier that's hanging in the room and uh and it's not where you're using flash on the couple and then it's you can't even tell that that chandelier is there but you're bringing that in bringing in your own light to match that uh is uh, i feel like that tells the story a lot better than if you're just trying to light the couple and then it's just a a well-lit photo of the couple, but whenever you can bring in those aspects of what's actually there, it tells so much more of the story and, uh, and makes it more interesting. Yeah. Uh, So, um, so for, uh, oh man, I had, there was something right before that, uh, that I was like, "Ooh, this is next. I oh, don't know. It'll come back around." Uh, <laughs> it's that's that's how my brain works. Uh so for for the listeners as they're um wanting to be a little bit more uh creative with lighting, a little bit more uh creative with with how they're looking at uh different scenes, different setups, what are a couple tips that you would give um or even just to kind of summarize what we've already talked about, uh, for them to start implementing into their process uh, like
0: this week. Um, just the, the looking, for, looking for a light that you're interested in or that draws your eye and figuring out how you would create that with off-camera flash. Cause that just, it opens a world of possibilities when you're in a scene and there's just nothing inspiring. You can look for ways that you can have a light cut in and create like a cool shadow, or um, you can bounce the light to create some nice soft window light. You can just do a lot of things um, as you start building that toolbox of how to create certain patterns and lighting conditions. Um, that, and then figuring out um, what light looks like when it's kind of out, of out of the scene. And so what I mean is uh, one thing that I used to do is I would take a flashlight and stick it on a um, on a light stand and just in a dark room when it, there's no lights on, and then just kind of walk around the house and see how that light was interacting with the elements. And so if you point a light in a kitchen through a doorway, what does it look like when you're outside of that doorway? Oh, it, oh, it creates this like cool soft light that's coming through the door. Or if you point it the other direction, it creates the hard edge of the door coming through. And so you kind of start to get an idea of, how to place light um, in untraditional locations when it comes to taking portraits to add to the scene or to highlight a couple and things like that. Okay. Or um, one thing that I did too is um, like what light looks like shining through things. So anytime I see like opaque windows or stained glass or crystals, like what happens if I stick a flash up in this crystal chandelier? Well, it gives me these cool rainbow stuff all over this big blank wall. And then you can place a couple there. And so there's just a, mm-hmm. a lot of cool things that you can think about once you add off-camera flash to your, to your list of tools, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love, I love that uh, you were mentioning earlier with uh, having a mirrorless camera. You can see what the photo is exactly going to look like, like like there on the camera. And you can play around with, okay, if I, you know set my my uh my off-camera flash to full uh, full volume like what is the light going to do versus if i go down a stop if i go down another one um and kind of doing that over and over again to where it becomes part of your tool belt to where you know oh, i need to shoot this at one sixteenth um, because i don't need that harsh of a light or or whatever, um, which reminded me of uh, what I forgot earlier, um, which was like whenever I first started in photography, I had a film camera and I had like spent like probably four rolls of just taking a photo of one thing in the same light, but then changing my settings each time. and going through all the little dial of, you know, what does this look like at 1 30th of a second? What does this look like at 1 2,000th of a second? And then doing the same thing with aperture. And that was how I really learned what it was doing in the camera because i i didn't didn't Mm -hmm. like go to school to learn photography or anything i was just like i want to take these photos uh, (laughs) at the park of like you know this squirrel in a tree i want to know what i need to do because it was film i can't just like take a photo look at the back of the camera and uh and now uh thankfully we have digital cameras and mirrorless cameras where you you, i mean with mirrorless you don't even have to take a photo to see what it's going to look like and uh and that's really helpful to mess around with your settings and see what it would look like if you exposed for the ambient light in the room mm-hmm. and then uh, you know at those settings what are you going to need to do to bring in light for to light your couple or can you light them with some of the ambient light yeah uh, and i think that's a, a really great uh, exercise is just like going through all the different settings. Uh, and if you have mirrorless, you can go through in real time. Um, and and just kind of learning that, being able to incorporate that
0: next time. Yeah, definitely. And it, it helps you manipulate light in a different way, being able to see exactly what the light's doing. There's so many images where people ask me, like the lighting setup or what light was used and how the flash power and stuff. And it's like, nope, sorry, that's natural light. like there's a lot of natural light photos that people just assume is flash because i do do a decent amount of flash stuff but not not a lot of my stuff is flash like i'll use i could probably i'll use my one flash for an entire wedding and it'll still have like the full battery indicator at the end of the day yeah even though i i use it a decent amount but i don't use it all day for sure Mm.
1: (laughs) yeah and whenever you learn about light and what how to, how to use it for what you're wanting, then you can create all the things that you want whenever, you know what light is doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I love that. Okay. Well, cool. Well, um, okay. So before we wrap up, uh, which I have loved this conversation, uh, I, uh, it's so much fun. um, Before we wrap up, we got a a part of the show about what we're loving this week. Uh, It could be movies, shows, podcasts, uh, food, whatever, Um, which if you want, I can go first. Um, I've got like a list for all the episodes because my memory is not great. So I have to like write these down. (laughs) or I'll be like, "Ah, I don't know. Am I loving anything? Um, So one thing that I'm loving uh, last week was uh, my son's sixth birthday and we got him or I guess his grandparents got him a little like miniature uh, basketball goal. So I think it goes up to seven feet or something. And uh, we have been playing basketball every single day. And it has been great. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just, just playing around with him. He is getting really good at dribbling, um, which is great. Cause I was like 13 and still would dribble off my foot. So, I probably still uh, can't
0: dribble right now. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tried to do like in between my legs and it went off into the street, but, um, but yeah, I've been really enjoying Kind of getting back into basketball i played basketball in high school and really enjoyed that yeah so it's fun that he enjoys it as well and we can we can play a little bit um and then in addition to that i'm also loving uh i watched a, a movie recently uh the cinematography is really great in it um and i don't i don't know if it's well known um but i think it's a uh uh it's it's either scottish i think it's a scottish film um and it's called hole in the ground um i
0: don't think i've heard of that
1: yeah it's uh it's kind of like a suspense thriller slash horror movie um it's it's very dark um not like uh material wise but like the cinematography is is very dark and the way that they set up different shots um is is very interesting and i I had to pause it a couple times just to be like i'm just gonna appreciate the composure of this this image right here is like she's chasing her son into the woods, uh, huh. you know? And, um, but I think it's either, it's either on Prime Video or Hulu, um, but I really liked it. It's, it had an interesting plot as well, uh, which is always beneficial. But yeah, hole in yeah. the ground.
0: Uh, hole in the ground, I'll have to check that out. So, awesome.
1: so Jason, um, what are you loving?
0: Um, let's see, so uh, our son got a bunch of like, like not a bunch, but they're, like, the big foam blocks um, uh-huh. that you can build, like, you can almost build, like, a couch, but they have, like, ramps and stuff like that. So, I've oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. been, like, building forts and caves and, like, teeter-totter slides and all kinds of stuff. And so, I've enjoyed doing that. And then we'll, like, set it up and play, like, The Floor's Lava and have to jump from, like, the foam pads onto this, like, wood structure onto this bed and all kinds of stuff. So, that's been yes. a lot of fun. Yes. Um, let's see. Um, just me-wise... Uh, I've been playing a lot of chess lately. Okay. So I played um, a decent amount in like college and stuff, and then stopped playing it. And then the Queen's Gambit came out, and it. I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah, it kind of, as I'm sure, it probably has to a ton of people, but it's kind of sparked the whole desire to play chess, and so I've been doing that a lot. Nice. Um, and then, as far as like things to watch, um, have you seen the show Killing Eve? No. So it's per- um, it's. It's a pretty good show, but um, going back to what you were talking about, like the cinematography, they do a lot of cool stuff with like um, like tilt shift lenses and stuff, but it's done in like a super interesting way. And so like, yeah, this, the cinematography and like their okay. use of light and styling and stuff like that, like it's a really good show, but same thing that you mentioned, like during the show, I just like pause it and like, how did they do that? Like, that's really interesting. And so... Mm. definitely definitely okay. one worth checking out especially they didn't do it as much in the first couple of seasons but in season three um is when i really started to notice it but yeah
1: okay killing eve i'm gonna have killing to add eve, that to my yeah. list
0: yeah it's good okay. did you ever watch um like gray's anatomy
1: some i i, I wasn't like a, a super fan going through like all 15 seasons or whatever
0: yeah well so at the very beginning the first few seasons there's christina yank she's like the um Yes. The, I think she's like Asian. She's one of the main characters in it.
1: Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I saw a, a trailer for that show or something, some sort of advertisement, because um, I recognized her. And um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, know, all I know what like, show
0: you're talking like about Assassins now. and yeah. trying to, it's, it's good. Yeah.
1: Okay cool all right nice i got, I got some, uh, <laughs> we, some both, we both news. came away
0: with some to go watch
1: <laughs> right perfect um, how can people find you where can people follow um okay
0: all the things. Um, so instagram is vincent images underscore jason um and it's vincent v-i-n-s-o-n um, images underscore jason and then i have a um you had mentioned it a patreon account where i just kind of teach A whole bunch of different things, a lot of lighting and editing and um, some thought process stuff, as well as some business stuff. So uh, that's on Patreon. You can just look me up, Jason Vincent, um, and I should come up on there.
1: Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really enjoying the Patreon, uh, like the behind the scenes editing and like that basketball, or what, was it a basketball court? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where you like climbed up on top of the goal and like shot down. I was like, yeah. yeah. So that's the kind of stuff that whenever you're, um, you've got that tool belt of creativity and you're looking at how light's fallen and different things, you can be like, I could probably climb up there and like compose this shot and shoot through yeah. the hoop.
0: And yeah, it's like, where's the image? The image is up there on that basketball hoop. So now I need to get up there.
1: <laughs> now how do I get up there yeah. <laughs> safely? Thankfully, thankfully
0: we had a ladder even with a 10 foot ladder. It was still kind of a, I still had to pull myself up there, but basketball hoops are kind of tall. <laughs>
1: they, they are. Yeah. <laughs> but well, cool. we'll, we'll have links to all those and we'll have a link to your Patreon and everything in the show notes. Um, awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, Jason, thank you so much. Uh, this has been great. I, r- I really enjoyed this conversation. Like definitely feel uh, very inspired to, uh, to go out and just kind of look at how the lights fall in today.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. It was a fun, it was a, it was a fun time for sure.
1: Yeah. Y'all, aren't you pumped to get out there and start looking at light differently? Seriously, Jason is amazing, and it was so fun getting to chat with him again. Um, I want to challenge you, the listener, this week... um, take even just one of the tips that Jason shared in this episode and go out there and implement it. Start playing around with light. Look at how light is falling on things and uh, and then share that with the Facebook community. I w- I'm would i excited to see what you create. And we have links to all the resources Jason shared as well as where you can find him and follow him online. Just head on over to the show notes uh, for all the things. This episode was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience where you can ask your questions and interact with us just like today's episode with Jason. Um, It makes it a little bit more than just listening to your podcast app. If you want to join us for next time, you can join the Facebook community by simply searching for the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group on Facebook. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. You can follow the show on Instagram at LightDarkCo. You can find me at AllHardPhoto. You can check out all the show notes for all of the things at LightDarkCo.com/podcast/52. Until next week, see you guys in the Facebook group. Bye.